on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. For the next hour, we'll give you the latest on fishing, hunting, and spending time in the outdoors all across the Northland. Welcome to Northland Outdoors Radio. Now here's your host, Brett T-Bone Amundsen. <laughs> That's right. We are in McGregor for the Governor's Fishing Opener this weekend, fishing on Big Sunday. Governor is here. There's former Vikings players. There might be some current Vikings players, too, somewhere. Some of the big names in fishing are here, and we're hoping to ride a flow craft. This is quite the boat. It's made right here in McGregor. Lots of activities taking place here in McGregor for the Governor's Fishing Opener with Northland Outdoors Radio. We will talk walleyes today on the radio show, but we'll also talk deer in North Dakota with our old radio pal, Doug Lear. From the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Joe Henry gets us caught up on Lake of the Woods and the Rainy River. And we've got part two with Lonnie Bedwell, the 2015 National Geographic Adventurer of the Year. He's in Indiana with Eric Martz, turkey hunting. You might not think that's too big of a deal, but they're also both blind. Lonnie will tell us how they're going to do that, or how they did it, later in the show. First, though, we welcome back the Northland Outdoors staff, McGregor Kaiser. Hey there. McBrien Peterson. Right on. And McBecca Clemens. <laughs> Hello. All of a sudden, this sounds like a fast food commercial. Well, are like really uh, Irish. <laughs> like, Irish is Scottish. <laughs> right. McGregor. McGregor. I don't know why. Every time I talk about McGregor, Minnesota, I have to say it like that. McGregor. <laughs> Yeah. Are you even Irish? No, not, no, not oh, at all. Well. You do a pretty good You do. That, yeah, I'm surprised. Well, those of us in the business, the biz, like to pride ourselves on transitions. A transition is how we get from one topic to another on a radio show like this. See if you guys can figure this one out. Paddle faster. I hear banjos. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of paddles, a potential state record paddlefish came out of North Dakota. Yeah. See what I did there? Yep. Good, good segue. Ah, yeah. segue, segue transition. Thank Can't you. Can't say I saw that one coming. Wow. But <laughs> 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 It was what, 131 pounds. 131 pounds. Yep. Caught by Grant Workmeister. I don't. <laughs> totally. Grant Workmeister, yeah, from North Dakota. He pot, caught a 131 pound paddlefish. And the record right now in North Dakota is 130. So the Game and Fish Department are just verifying it, but they are pretty confident that this is going to shatter the record. So can you imagine? It's a big boy. Oh my gosh. And it's all snagging up there. <laughs> and if you ever snagged a fish, Greg, you can probably speak to this. I, I've snagged big carp before. Accidentally, yep. Yeah, of course, accidentally. And you think it's fun to catch you know, say a fish over 20 pounds on its own. Imagine foul hooking one or catching, you know, snagging. Could you imagine snagging a 131 pound fish? That's crazy. And, and having it not rip your arms off. It's got to be like three <laughs> times the resistance. And, yeah. Man. yeah, he fought for 10 minutes. So that's he's actually pretty, not he's that long. Excited. He must have been no, using the pool yeah, too. that's what he was. He was surprised at only 10 minutes. So Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome photos. So make sure you go online and check those out. At NorthlandOutdoors.com. And if you want to hear more about it, we've got Doug Lear from the North Dakota Game and Fish Department later in the show to talk about that state record paddlefish. Who takes care of you? Northland Outdoors Radio. Boom. <laughs> Speaking of booms, you know who... This is another transition. <laughs> you, know who, you know who else has been doing a lot of booming? Camp Ripley. 
as and, usual. And the, uh, they recently had their turkey hunt, correct? They did. Their 12th annual physically disabled veterans turkey hunt. They also have a, a, a vet's hunt for deer in the fall. Uh, this hunt was held last week at Ripley. It attracted 32 hunters and their 32 guides. Included in the hunters was former Vikes coach Bud Grant and uh, former state senator Bob, Bob Lassard. But you wouldn't know they were even there. I mean, all these guys are regarded as heroes, as war heroes, and yeah, it's it's quite the quite the cool little vibe they got going there. How is the, how did hunting go? They shoot some birds. They don't usually shoot a whole lot of birds. That's that's really not what it's about. I mean, they want to get everybody wants to shoot a turkey. Um, I was there by the middle of the second day. They had gotten six turkeys. Um, I don't know what the final tally was, but. Uh, they usually don't shoot a lot, and that's usually not what it's all about. No, and you're right. And you wrote a story about it at NorthlandOutdoors.com. People can read about it. And I went down there uh, last year, the year before, I think, for the deer hunt. And what was really interesting to me is, you know, deer, the deer hunting part of it, the shooting deer part of it, you're right, was kind of secondary. And, and the word camaraderie gets thrown around a lot, but that's exactly what I saw. There were guys from World War II paired up with guys who went to Iraq, you know, in Afghanistan. And... Now they had somebody that they could sit and talk to and relate to, you right, know? Exactly. And that's a big part of it. And there were, there were uh, vets from World War II on up to present day, as young as uh, mid to late 20s. And uh, the oldest was 88, which I think was probably Bud Grant. I think he's probably around 88. And uh, uh, no, they always tell me that uh, a big part of it is these, these, their co-hunters understand what they've gone through. I mean, they have a lot in common, whether they were World War II or Iraq or Afghanistan or Desert Storm or whatever. Such a cool deal over there. And that's such a cool piece of property. It is. It's huge. <laughs> and uh, I mean, 32 hunters can get lost out there. They'll never see another hunter, uh, another hunter out there all day. Sure. Well, read about that at NorthlandOutdoors.com because I guarantee you there will be more that you will ever want to know about that. And this... More than you ever wanted to know about walleyes. More than you ever wanted to know about. See how I'm working in all the segues today? You are the king of oh, the segues, as they would say in Ireland. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, more than you ever wanted to know about walleyes. Question number one, the walleye is sometimes called the yellow walleye. To distinguish it from what? A, a blue walleye, B, a red-finned perch, or C, a purple nurple? <laughs> Becca, I'm going to give you that first one. <laughs> I want to say a blue walleye. A blue a walleye. Brian. Uh, C is really... <laughs> tempting. Yeah, it is tempting, but I'll go with A. A, a blue walleye. And Greg. I'll go with B. A red fin perch. Greg is incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. A blue walleye is the correct answer. That was a subspecies that was once found in the southern Ontario and Quebec regions, but are now presumed extinct. Hmm. There you go. More than you ever wanted to know. That was. <laughs> Question number <laughs> two. What other names does the walleye have? Is it A, walleye pike, B, pickerel, C, yellow pike? Brian. Uh, a. Greg. A. And Becca. B. I'm sorry, trick, trick question, all of the above. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that. <laughs> they're, all, they're all correct. Question number three. The walleye is similar to its cousin, the sauger. There are two major differences between the two. A white spot on the tail of the walleye that is absent on the sauger. And 
A, black dots on the dorsal fins of the sauger, B, white spots near the jaw of the sauger, or C, lack of saugers mounted on the walls of bait shops? This isn't another one of those trick questions, is it? <laughs> well, let's find Brian, you can go first. We'll go with uh, A. A, black dots on the dorsal fins of the sauger. Becca. I'm going to go with B, the white white dots. White spots. spots. And Greg. A. It is A, black dots on the dorsal fins of the sauger. Question number four. What is the maximum recorded size of a walleye? Is it A, 37 inches, B, 42 inches, or C, 30 inches longer than any walleye that Brett has caught? Hey, who wrote this? (laughs) (laughs) That's not nice. Wow. But true. It is true, actually. Greg. Uh, You know, I don't. I'm going to go 37. 37. Becca. I'm going to go 42. 42. And Brian. Uh, I'm going to go 37. 37. The correct answer is B, 42. Yeah. McBecca. What a beast. With the uh, Mick correct answer. <laughs> Mick, congratulations. Mick, thank you. That is just a brute of a fish. <laughs> Question number five. More than you ever want. Isn't that a huge fish? That's I don't know where come from. That's Holy ridiculous. Holy smokes. Like Georgia. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Well, the weight Man. down there. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, fish around here. The walleye is the official state fish of Minnesota and actually also South Dakota and Vermont. But what is the state record walleye in Minnesota? Is it A, 21.4 pounds, B, 17.8 pounds, or C, 15 pounds bigger than any walleye bred as ever? What in the, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Who's writing this stuff? That's what you get for all those trick questions. Somebody's getting fired. <laughs> I'm going to say that it's going to be A, 17 point something Okay, that was pounds. actually B. Oh, but if you, Is that what you want to go with? 17.8 sure. pounds? Yes, all right. B. Greg? Yes. I'll go with B as well. And Brian. Mm -hmm. So 17.8 pounds is the correct answer. It was a 35 and three quarter inch walleye with a 21 and a quarter inch girth. And that was caught in the Seagull River near uh, Saginaw Lake up the up the end of the Gunflint Trail. Mm-hmm. That was in May of 1979. That section of the river, they actually closed it off now. And obviously in the spawning season, it's closed. But they actually close off that section of the river. You can't even really go in there uh, when they're in there spawning. Uh, the uh, state record, by the way, in South Dakota is 16.2 pounds wow. caught in the Fort Randall tailwaters. Uh, the biggest walleye... This is what I could find about the biggest walleye in the United States. was caught by Mabry Happer in Old Hickory Lake in Tennessee, USA. Oh, oh, yeah. What year? Hickory. 1960, Mm. August 2nd, weighed 25 pounds. Jeez. 25 pounds. Holy gee, that's a lot. That is a uh, a major, major fish. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio here. Thank you for tuning in. That was more than you ever wanted to know about walleyes. How much did the cheeks weigh on a 17-pound walleye? I don't know, but I bet they're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) It's like hamburger patty size. Yeah, pretty much. Big Mac. (laughs) Slap them between... Between a couple of pieces of bread or something. It's time now for, ladies and gentlemen, for running afoul of the law. Running afoul of the law. True or false, the conservation officer in Black Duck, conservation officer Regus, encountered one ATV operator driving an ATV down the middle of a county highway. It was quite apparent the operator had been drinking. The operator admitted to driving the ATV down the road because he cannot drive a car as he does not have a license due to... Prior DWIs. 
The conservation officer checked the operator's driving record, which revealed four prior DWIs. He failed field sobriety tests and was arrested for DWI. True or false, Becca? I'm going to say it's true. It is a true story. Wow. Can't drive a car, so I'm going <laughs> to hop on the old four-wheeler. Next time he's going to take his lawnmower out. Head down to the bank. <laughs> I've heard of that happening, too. <laughs> I'm getting busted on riding lawnmowers. Running afoul of the law, CEO Matt Frerichs from Virginia spent time checking anglers on Virginia area rivers. After watching a group of anglers in a secluded area of the St. Louis River for about 30 minutes, the CEO watched one of the anglers catch a walleye, fillet it, and dispose of the remains. When the CEO approached the angler, he denied catching anything. After speaking with the angler a little longer, he admitted to finding a dead walleye on the shore. Eventually, the fillets were found and seized, and the angler was cited. Brian, is this true or false? Yeah, I'm sure it is. It is true. I didn't. I found a dead walleye yeah. on the shore, and I filleted it up. True or false, CEO Mark Frieden from Aurora and another CEO were walking on a sidewalk in International Falls when a young man walked past them, reeking of marijuana. When confronted, he threw a joint down on the sidewalk. He was removed of... <laughs> just love the way these are written, by the way. He was removed of the rest of his marijuana and his drug paraphernalia and cited. <laughs> he was removed of... Oh, excuse me, so I'm going to have to remove you of your marijuana now. Uh, the man then asked the CEOs for a ride to the nearest Cheetos dispenser. Greg, true or false? <laughs> False. It is uh, partially true. The Cheetos part is that false. Was, yes. That's, That's the part. best part but of it. The partially. rest of it was true. They did remove a man in International Falls of his marijuana. Up next, we got Joe Henry with a Lake of the Woods fishing report. Then we'll talk about deer with Doug Lear. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> the king of the segways. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> then we have part two with Lonnie Bedwell, the 2015 Adventurer of the Year, who organized a hunt this past week with five blind veterans. How do you go turkey hunting with someone who is blind? Well, he'll explain before the end of the show. Guys, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank You're you, welcome. Brett. This is Northland Outdoors Radio. Your new neighbors are calling. Lake life doesn't have to be just on the weekends. Living at the lake is a real option and it's available now. The Lakeshore Kings are the go-to guys when it comes to real estate in the lakes country. Whether you're buying or selling your home, lot, or commercial property, contact Lakeshore Kings today. You don't have to be in the market for Lakeshore property, but it might be a lot more fun if you were. Contact Steve Leary or Preston Peters of Exit Lakes Realty. Visit lakeshorekings.com. That's lakeshorekings.com and begin your life at the lake today. Hunting waterfowl around Lacquaparle is a Minnesota waterfowling tradition. Watson Hunting Camp is Western Minnesota's premier full-service waterfowl hunting camp. Stay in the Watson Hunting Camp Hotel or Bunkhouse and have dinner in the Watson Hunting Camp Restaurant. Fishermen and campers are welcome. Watson Hunting Camp comes with RV hookups, live music, and drink specials. The Watson Hunting Camp Bar is open Wednesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to close. Look for our billboard just north of Watson on Highway 7. For more information and directions, find us on Facebook or visit watsonhunting.com. This is Northland Outdoors Radio. Well, the walleye opener is here. Welcome back, anglers. Not that you really left, but now you can openly fish for walleyes, northern pike, and bass. 
course, it's only catch and release for bass, aside from those anglers in the northeast. You can also fish for lake trout, too. So weather permitting, you'll see anglers on lakes and rivers all over the Northland this weekend, including the Rainy River and Lake of the Woods, of course. Joe Henry from Lake of the Woods Tourism joins us again here in Northland Outdoors Radio. Joe, are you getting in some time in the water this weekend? Yeah, you know what? I uh, I am. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not going to be in Lake of the Woods. We have a, uh, a, family, uh, a family tradition of a tournament on the opening day of fishing down in central Minnesota and you know, we probably get about 15 loved ones together and uh, that's that's tradition but I'm going to be up here soon and um, you know I had a chance to do some spring fishing on the river with you Brett and uh, you know at least I got my my walleye fixed for a little while and <laughs> that's I, right I got a feeling that it's going to have to come back to Lake of the Woods or Reading River to get it back again. Well, that's what walleye, the walleye opener to me, that's what it's all about is tradition and, and spending time with family. And I hear that from so many people that every year uh, on the opening, you know, opening weekend, they go to the same place, they go with the same people. And, um, you know, whether that's Lake of the Woods or wherever, it's, it's good to get out with your, with your friends and family. But, uh, boy, I, I, you know, if I had my chance, I'd sure love to be up on the rainy or Lake of the Woods this weekend. Fishing should be pretty good, shouldn't it? It, it will be good. You know, it's good every year in the opener, typically. We, we have so many walleyes and saugers in our system. And, you know, um, we're going to have walleyes some walleyes left over in the river from the spawn. And they're going to be spread out along shorelines up and down the lake and reefs and, you know, and, and different narrow down, neck down areas like the, the Lighthouse Gap and the Morris Point Gap. And they're going to be out in front of Zippo Bay and out in front of Arneson's and those different reefs and along adjacent shorelines. She's up at the northwest angle, but, man, between the shorelines and the islands we have up there, there's so many spots to fish. And um, it, it's going to be good. Traditionally, the opener up here is very, very good. Everybody catches fish and you know, the, the kicker up here is, hey, let's go and get our fish. And, you know, well, this is the time of year you get a chance at a monster. Now, this weekend, would you target the Rainy River or would you head out into Four Mile Bay to start? You know, I'll tell you, um, I, I would target the river. I just think it's fun fishing the river when there's walleyes in there. It's still picturesque. It's small water and stuff. So I certainly would target the river. I will tell you this, that there has been a really good bite. Even during the spring fishing, when way up river, we were catching a lot of walleyes, um, there was actually been a pretty darn good bite right outside the lighthouse gap along Pine Island. And those fish, there's just been a pile of fish hanging there. I would assuming there's bait there. And um, I, I think that's going to be go-to spot. I think Four Mile Bay, which, you know, Four Mile Bay is where the mouth of the Rainy River is, and it kind of opens up a little bit. But, you know, working that at the edge of the river channel there would be a nice spot to anchor up and jig. And then, of course, uh, um, along the river, there's, there's numerous spots. I'll tell you the other thing, too. I mean, most everybody's going to be jigging, you know, with a jigging minnow, a, a jigging a uh, frozen shiner. But for people that want to think out of the box a little bit, I mean, Brett, even when you, you and I were fishing on the Rainy River of mid-April, we knew, although we were jigging, we knew that there was an incredible crankbait bait, uh, crank bait bite going on. And uh, in this cold water, you can cover water, and you can put your lure in front of a lot of fish. A lot of times they'll respond with that reaction strike. It, it can be deadly. Joe Henry, our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio, talking about the Rainy River and Lake of the Woods. Sunday, May 15th is the last day you can fish for sturgeon until July 1st when it opens back up. So this would be your last weekend to try to catch a monster. And, Joe, it sounds like somebody did just that last week. Yeah, you know what? Sportsman's Lodge has their sturgeon tournament, their annual sturgeon tournament. Somebody caught a, a monster, which, you know, is, is, they, they, they believe... It could be a state record fish, and yeah, I'm not sure what the page that's at, but 
yeah, I can tell you, each year we get a, we get a few fish coming in there, uh, potential state records. And part of it is, you know, some people catch them during the catch and release season. Well, that's going to be interesting because I just saw that uh, there's an opportunity for a, a, a catch and release record now for, for certain species. You know, I've been up there pretty much every time of the year, spring, summer, fall, winter, and it seems like every time we go up, we catch fish. We always bring fillets home. But, Joe, when would you say is a favorite time of the year for open water anglers up there? That's a really, really loaded question. You know, people ask, <laughs> yeah. it is. I mean, people ask me that all the time at sports shows and stuff. And, you know, one, one of the great things about Lake of the Woods, you know, we, thought, we call ourselves the walleye capital of the world. And I, I fish a lot of really good walleye waters in my tournament fishing. I'm very cognizant there's other really, really good walleye lakes in Minnesota and, and rivers in Minnesota and in, in the Midwest. You know, um, one of the reasons uh, we're, we're pretty fond of Lake of the Woods is because it's consistency. You know, not only do we have a lot of walleyes, not only do we have big walleyes, um, but we have a very consistent bite year in, and uh, month in, month out. And that means that, you know, coming up here, right now those fish are going to be aggressive. They're going to be close to shore and shallow water. As the season goes on, those fish will gravitate out towards deeper spots and, and offshore points and stuff. And, and then eventually they'll end up in no man's land out in that basin or the, the deeper uh, sunken islands up around the island area. You know, um, it, we honestly catch them all year long. In fact, even in August, the dog, day, dog days of August, some people target August to come to Lake of the Woods because other lakes are full of weeds. The uh, perch have grown to a size where there's so much food in the system, the walleyes are more difficult to catch. And up here, we know where those walleyes are going to be. They're going to be staged out in that 32, 30 feet, uh, three, three feet of water. Um, and, and, and there's thousands of them. And a lot of anglers like putting uh, on the, the trolling gear and just, you know, going for a nice ride in the boat and catching a bunch of walleyes. Well, so I, I, it's yeah. really loaded. I've been, Joe, I've been up there in August before, and uh, we've anchored and jigged. And I remember one day it was uh, the first, I think the first hour we set up and started jigging, we had six or seven slot fish, including... I think two that were right around 30 inches <laughs> and, uh, in August. And then I've also been up there in August where we've had, uh, where I've been in boats where we've put 100 fish in the boat in a day in August up there. So, July and August are great months up here. You know, um, so I, I would, you know, really any month. You know, the one thing I'll say that's kind of cool up here is, you know, when I, when I jig fish traditionally before I got to know Lake of the Woods real well, I would, I would try to put on, I would try to move around a little bit, real slow and, and vertical jig and, Sometimes you cast a shoreline or a spot or something. You know, up here, for whatever reason, those walleyes seem to like it straight up and down vertical, which means you anchor up. And that means that you might go out in 27 or 30 feet of water, wherever the, the bait is, wherever those fish are. And rather than drifting, a slow drift or using your troll motor, those walleyes actually prefer it when you anchor up and just jig over the side of the boat. And I got to tell you that that is the most fun fishing. A lot of times, and this is kind of sacrilegious, but when you go out there, most people are watching their electronics looking for bait and looking for fish. You know, because that thick mud, you know, there's times where if you see bait and you think there's fish around, but you don't see the fish in the grass, you still drop your anchor and you fish them for a half hour to see if they're there. Because I'm telling you, there are times when there are tons of walleyes running. You just don't mark them because their bellies are so tight to that mud that they don't show up. Well, I'm excited to get back up there. Lots of uh, lodging available, ton of resorts up there. Joe, where can people find resort information, uh, fishing reports, and more? And you know what? I, I would say we, we do have openings on opening day. You know, we, uh, we get some people up here, but it's not a zoo like, you, like you'd think. So if anybody wants to come up, man, we've got plenty of openings. Best way to, to take a look at our resort offerings 
or our website, and that's lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Joe, thank you very much. Have a good opener, everyone. Up next, we'll talk to Doug Lear from the North Dakota Game and Fish Department about a change in the amount of deer license available for this for this year, plus wolverines, paddlefish, and more. Then we got Lonnie Bedwell once again, the 2015 Adventurer of the Year with National Geographic. He'll explain just how a group of blind veterans are going to go turkey hunting. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.